This episode is brought to you by KG Productions for Krishna Nose. Good morning. So we are doing the Uddhav Gita just now. We are starting a new chapter. Uh, this is a very interesting chapter for Uddhava because he learns something different. So this chapter has got a very interesting doubt and this doubt is always there in the minds of every human being. The doubt is what is Krishna talking about? He says that there should be no merits or demerits in this world but yet there are merits and demerits. So how does that work? So it's a very interesting doubt which you also have. This is a dichotomy every human being has to go through. Because once you are on the path of spiritual, questions are going to be there which are going to be reflective of your growth. When a person has to go grow spiritually, questions which are related to higher and higher knowledge will arise. If they don't arise, then your spiritual is stuck up. Please remember that. After every satsang, the doubt should not be that I am facing these problems. I am trying to find the issues. It has nothing to do with I, me, myself. Spirituality is about Tao, the universe, God and how I, this body interacts with the universe. That means you are not the body. So you are the universe. So this is the thing that we need to know. And if there are no questions, then your spiritual is literally stuck up. And if your questions, like I said, are related to your personal life, your parents, yourself, your husbands, wives, children and material world, then you are not in spiritual. Then you are in the material world. Because that is nothing to do with spirituality. Spiritual questions are different and we have to see how they work. So let us progress with our new chapter. This is chapter 15. It is Jnana Yoga, Karma Yoga and Bhakti Yoga. All three are going to get discussed in this chapter. So let us see. So we are doing Uddhav Gita chapter 15 verse 1 and 2. Uddhava said, O lotus-eyed Lord, injunctions and prohibitions constitute thy commandments. The Vedas, which adjudge the merits and defects of work, of the various castes and orders of life, of the issues of Anuloma and Pratiloma marriages, of substances, place, age and time, of heaven and hell. Like I said, spirituality is 
neither this nor that. So they should neither be good nor bad, white, black, evil, good. These things don't exist in spirituality, isn't it? This is what we have been learning all our spiritual life. We are trying to understand. So Uddhava's question is very valid. It is written in the Vedas that there are certain do's and don'ts. That means I can do something and I am not allowed to do the other thing. So doesn't that tell me that there is some defect in what I am not supposed to do? And those good things, you know, like which I am supposed to do, they are the goody-goody stuff. God likes it. So God has likes and dislikes. Wow! You just told us that God doesn't have likes and dislikes. And the Vedas are telling that there are certain things that you are supposed to do and certain things that you are not supposed to do. See how beautiful this question is. It has never been understood by common man that these are the dichotomies inside the Vedas themselves. Then he says, the prohibitions and injunctions. You are telling us, I can't do this. I can't do that. This is what I am supposed to do. That is what I am supposed to do. I should be dispassionate. I should be detached. And yet I am supposed to serve my father and mother, you know, husband and wife. I am supposed to. And yet you are telling me I should be detached. In the Vedas it is written, take care of your parents. They are like God Almighty. Okay? So the Vedas say that and you are telling us that you should be detached from them. How is it possible? Then he says, we adjust, adjust the merits and demerits, defects of work. You are telling us that we should be sitting in meditation, in yoga and we should be like an ascetic. And then you are telling us you should go and work. Uh, this is a very big problem for me. You are telling me I can't work on one side and then you are telling me I should go and work on the other side. Huh? <laughs> you are telling me that the uh, funniest part is when you tell me that I should get married or shouldn't I get married. <laughs> you are telling us that you have to become a sannyasi on one side and then you are telling us that you should be married. And there are marriages like, you know, Anuloma Pratiloma, which means the husband is from a higher caste, the wife is from a lower caste. That is Anuloma marriage. And Pratiloma marriage is when the wife is from the higher caste and the husband is from the lower caste. I mean, these caste distinctions are also there. You are telling me there is no caste and yet you are bringing this caste into the picture. So various castes and orders of life now in orders of life, you are telling us what orders of life. There is, on, on one side we have Brahman and Kshatriya and Shudras and Vaishyas and all those fellows over on this side. And then you are saying that, you know, there is a childhood. Okay, after that there is a youth. Huh? Then I am supposed to be working over there. And I should be taking care of my family because I am a grahastha. I should get married then. And then the same wife that I keep on loving... And the same children that I feel, oh, these are my own. 
You're telling me one day, leave them and go. Uh -huh. How can you do this? Because then you say, Vana prastashrama, go to the go to the jungles. You're telling me to become an animal, you know, go to the jungles. Yeah, grow a beard, become like a bhut. And eat from the berries and the fruits and all that. I mean, just imagine me eating berries and fruits. Here I am used to eating, you know, McDonald's. And there you are telling me, go and eat berries and fruits. And I have to search for my, I forage for my food somewhere in the jungle. And then I have to become a sannyasi. What is this? Stages of life that you are talking about? Doesn't that tell me that in one I am supposed to be feeling good, in the other I am supposed to be feeling bad? See, the right thing, isn't it? The questions are so correct. So, again, place. You told me that take a clean place, sit on a clean mattress with those three, three layers that I am supposed to have. Okay. And on top of it, I have to sit in some cave. I don't know. No. You're telling me that I have to become like a Adimana, you know, an ancient Neanderthal man. Ah, go sit in a cave. Maybe I should carry one club with me. Ah, <laughs> you know, and maybe I will invent the wheel later on in the future. Who knows? But this is what you're telling me. Go to the jungle, go to a cave, live in a cave and don't bother your head about anything. And you're talking about a place. I am not supposed to be comfortable at all. All my life I have bothered about comforts and now you are telling me no comforts. Yeah, full life, you know, till the age of 40, 50, 60 or maybe more than that also. I have been eyeing all the women in the world, okay? And now you are telling me close your eyes. See, think about it. I have drunk like nobody's business. One day I knocked off so many bottles. You know how many, you know, whenever I meet my friends, I love drinking. I love my tipple. You know, like they say in England. And then, you are telling me you can't even look in that direction. This is very strange. So place, age and time. As I age, I am not supposed to be bothered about other things. Very difficult. <laughs> so, we go to verse 3 now. So, this is chapter 15, Uddhav Gita, verse 3. How can thy utterances consisting of injunctions and prohibitions conduce to the liberation of men without observing the distinction between merits and defects? Correct. So, Uddhava <laughs> is asking, you are telling me that I am supposed to reach the state of liberation, enlightenment, self-realization and all that kind of thing that you told me. Alright. And yet you are telling me, I have to do this, but I can't do that. So, there are injunctions in my world. And according to your utterances, I am supposed to do only this, not that. You are telling me I have to eat fruits. Okay. But I can't eat all the fruits. I just want an apple from that tree. Yeah, I know there is one snake on top of that tree. But I can't eat that apple. Looks so delicious to me. 
no you can't have that apple why otherwise you will be banished from this heaven am just because i ate one stupid apple i mean just imagine this you eat one stupid apple and you are banished get out of this house how does that sound to you very harsh no this is exactly what you are telling me that i cannot do this and i cannot do that and but this i have to do this and i have to do that on one side you told me your parents you take care of them but you don't bother about them if i don't bother about them how can i take care of them i have to bother about my children when i have to pay their fees and i have to take care of so many things and on the other side you are telling me i am not supposed to bother about my children because if i have any attachments towards them i am going to go to the gutters Ooh. no realization for you oh my goodness gracious how is that possible so this is a big question see these prohibitions and injunctions you told me they are conducive to liberation that means i cannot do what i feel like i don't want to sit like that sadhu baba ji over there okay no i feel that i have got a personality i should be sitting on a very beautiful chair yes yes i will have all the you know apsaras next to me dancing away like that okay yeah there will be a there will be a nice glass of wine and i want liberation also by the way so i ordered it on swiggy and zomato and these are the apps on which you can order food <laughs> so like that i have ordered so what do you mean i cannot order these things but this is the way i want it i am god isn't it you told me i am god i am that brahma para brahma para brahma is within me ah now i am that god almighty i should be entitled for all this if i am god almighty i i really want all those virgins also okay you can't tell me i cannot have i want to get married to hundreds of them what is your problem i mean only you are entitled for i mean these are called injunctions are they not if you said you can't do this <laughs> so you see these are valid questions and i believe every human being has these questions in his life so you said that there are no merits and demerits but here you are talking of merits and demerits in the last you know whatever satsang that you gave me you said so many merits and these are demerits don't do this don't do this don't do this and this you please do please do please do please do verse 4 and verse 5 because these are now <laughs> going faster it's a questions only chapter 15 uddhav gita verse 4 and 5 o lord the vedas uttered by thee are the highest source of illumination for the means the god the men regarding these things unseen as well as means and ends the distinction between merit and defect is to be observed through that thy commandment the vedas are not according to the promptings of nature here it is again thy commandment which refutes the idea of distinction this is exceedingly puzzling 
in the Vedas. The Vedas are utterances of God. So God uttered some words, words and somebody wrote them down. So whoever wrote them down, we have to consider it as the gospel truth. Incidentally, Vedas were not written for your understanding. They were by hearted. You know, you go by heart the Vedas and anytime somebody asks you, you tell them that. Now, when you tell something, does it change? See, one person talking to another person, talking to another person, talking to another person. Now, let us say, if I am going to tell you about what happened to the tesseracts, huh? at the end of the age, what happened to them? And by the time it comes back, another you know, tesseract has become a square. Why? Because as you pass on the knowledge further and further, it becomes very diluted. Nothing remains. And the only thing that remains, it is the end of the world. That's all I come to know. The poor Iron Man died. Ah, <laughs> but don't worry, we will bring him back to life in the next series. He's gone to the next dimension. You see, the Tesseracts will take you to the fourth or the fifth or the, I don't know how many, twelfth dimension. I'll take him over there and then bring him back. But then he is going to land up shh, like that. In, from, you know, beam me up like that. So by the time you listen to the story, actually this is the funniest part happens when you see Star Wars and Star Trek together. You don't know which character is in which. <laughs> and you think, Star Wars must be having that, you know, that pointy-eyed fellow, no? Got it? It is like that. That was Leonard Nimoy? No, 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 that was Star Trek. See, this is the problem with human beings. By the time the whole story comes back to you, it has changed so much that you don't know what hit you also. So, Uddhava is asking the same question. He says, Uddhava says to him, how is it possible? See, you only have uttered these Vedas, isn't it? You, told, you have been continuously telling me. You, by the way, you even told uh, Arjuna. I was not overhearing. Uh, that fellow overheard it. Sanjaya overheard it. And he is a big mouth. Okay? He is the writer's desk. He, he published it all over the world. That is why everybody knows, you know, Bhagavad Gita. I also heard it. Okay? Uh, now let us let us bring it back. And there you said, I am that God, I am that God, you are that super boss, all that. And you have said the Vedas. And you told them to, uh, you know, Brahmaji and Brahmaji told it to his sons and then went on and on and on and finally we are hearing it back again. So you Vedas, you only have said. That is what you should told us. So now if you have told us it's the Vedas and in the Vedas, which is liable by the way. Everybody is liable by the Vedas. In the Vedas it is written. You can do this but you can't do that. And the liability rise, you know, rests with whom? The gods. The manes also. And humans also. It is the same law applicable to all these people. Including us. Animals, birds are also included. I mean everything is included. Vedas are for everybody. Isn't it? So. You know, there are certain things which are the means and the ends. 
You have told us. This is how you got to get it and this is how you are not allowed to get it. I, you are not supposed to rob. You see, all those ten commandments which Moses brought from somewhere. Remember? He got imprinted you know, by, the, by the burning bush. Right? So he went up the mountain hill and came down and he had white hair by then. I mean, when he went up the hill, he had black hair and when he came down the hill, he had white hair and he got a designer garments upstairs also. And he bought two golden plates like this. And in those plates, it was written, you can't do this, you can't do that and 10 commandments you wrote. So, aren't you the same guy who is giving all these do's and don'ts in, in the Vedas? See, don't do this, don't do that. So, I am a little bit confused. The distinction between merit and defect is to be observed through thy commandments. See, this now only I said, no, commandments. These are commandments only. You have commanded us, you cannot do this. The Vedas and not according to the promptings of the nature. So, I can't go as per the nature. I will give you a simple understanding about nature. As per the nature, all the ice in the ice caps are melting, correct or wrong? The big, all those, you know, just now there is water. Even in the North Pole, South Pole, wherever you go, the water, all the ice has started melting. And everybody said it is because of the carbon dioxide, carbon monoxide, nitrous oxide, ozone layer, this layer, that layer, cutting down trees and all those things. Did you say this or no? Nature says like that. Nature told me like this. This whole year, you know, right from January till just now, we are in September, carbon dioxide levels, Gone down. Oxygen levels gone up. Okay, see, see, see this. Carbon monoxide very less. Nitrous oxide not at all. So your eyes should be back. Huh? The whole world should be nicely filled up with eyes by now. And yet today, in the month of September, you are still telling me the ice is melting. There are big holes over there. Something wrong with your theories. So do you mean to say it is as per the nature? Or is the nature getting manipulated? This is a question you can ask all those, you know, green warriors that are there. They keep on fighting for this world and all that. They should ask this question themselves. Is the nature actually doing it? Or somebody is pulling strings somewhere else. Because you see, your nature cannot describe when it is going to erupt. Boom! You know those all those um, mountains that are volcanoes that are going to erupt. Nobody knows. Does your nature tell you that today it will be coronavirus? Nobody knew. Everybody is trying to blame. You know, we love to blame everybody. So first we blame one country and then we blame the bats and then we blame, now you can blame the cats also, doesn't matter. Poor bats are hanging upside down, see. And the chief of all these bats is Batman. So that guy must be responsible. So he becomes a big villain, isn't it? 
So, but it is not Batman. It's neither the bats. So bats are not responsible. So you can't blame the nature for it, isn't it? You cannot, can you blame the nature of human beings for it? You see, there is stockpiling of weapons everywhere. Right? Can you say that because of that, there is a problem? No. Likewise, the rivers, there is a spate of floods everywhere. And rains, oh my God, this year the rains have been so much. We are inundated by water. And yet you are telling us there is no water. So, is the nature responsible for it? I think there is a very big doubt over here. Somebody is pulling the strings of nature. So, he says, I think it is the Vedas, isn't it? Your Vedas are responsible for all these things you are doing. Because you know what? I would have had a good weather now. And because of you, I am sitting at home. See? All your Vedas are going crazy. So, your Vedas are telling me this is right and that is wrong. So, he says, here is again thy commandment which refutes the idea of distinction. There are distinctions in this world and yet your Veda says there are distinctions. This is exceedingly puzzling. And it is of course exceedingly puzzling. So this is a massive question which you can also have in your mind. So now let us see how Krishna is going to answer Uddhava. So, we are doing the Uddhava Gita, the dialogue between Sri Krishna and Uddhava. Uddhava has asked a very, very important question to Krishna. Why is there merits and demerits in the Vedas, whereas you say there are no merits and demerits? Can you please explain? Krishna is now going to explain. We are starting verse 6, chapter 15 of the Uddhav Gita. The Lord said, With a view to effecting the liberation of men, I have inculcated three yogas or methods. That is of knowledge, work and devotion. There is no other means anywhere. So Krishna is starting in explanation, the answer is not so simple as it looks like. So you have to go through a slow process of understanding. So Krishna says to Uddhava, We have understood from the Vedas and I have personally also told you all that there are only three ways. Three ways of reaching liberation. So if you want to get enlightened, so if you want to reach the state of self-realization, freedom, no rebirths, all these things, there are three methods which I have prescribed. The first one is the Sankhya Yoga, the Yoga of Knowledge. 
The second one is work based, which is karma yoga. And there is the third one, which is called the path of devotion, bhakti yoga. So these are the three roadways for reaching me. Got it? Now, in all this, is there any fourth way? This is something which you need to know. This is a scripture. And this is an authentic scripture. Krishna's utterances from the Bhagavatam, from Uddhav Gita, also in the Bhagavad Gita, Uddhav Gita and any other great scripture that is there. See the line which is said over here. There is no other means anywhere. Do you understand these words? If there are only three means over there, first one is knowledge based, second one is kriya based, that's karma based, work, and the third one is devotion based. So if you tell me that there is a fourth one, I am God Almighty. You can't tell me there is a fourth one. So anybody who is teaching y'all, all those people who are joining satsangs and those who might listen to this satsang tomorrow, can you refute this line? That there is a fourth method and there is a fifth method. No. There are only three. So tomorrow when somebody says, Guruji, there are various other methods. There is Kriya Yoga. There is Raja Yoga. Very good. There is Tantra. There is Mantra. There is all these things are there, no? Why are you just putting only three in front of us? And I am not putting. I am not said. Krishna is saying. And Krishna says you got to listen to him, no? He is God Almighty. Alright. He is the ultimate. So if you tell me there is some exercise that you got to do, it doesn't fall under any category. If you tell me that there is a methodology by means of, you know, putting some nice stuff in front of some God somewhere and then I am going to get liberation. That is also not there in this. There are only three methods and please remember this. Next time you think there are four methods and five methods, they are not there. By the way, this is the same thing which is there in all the religions of this world. The highest path is called the path of devotion. Jesus Christ also said the same thing. What did he say? Love my father, listen to him. Huh? Isn't that what he said? Be devoted to my father in heaven. Period. Nothing beyond that. Other religions also say the same thing. That there is only one God. Pray to him. Do they tell you to do exercise? 
No. Do they tell you go and you give him a lot of you know amul butter? No. Nobody says that. Places of worship, go. You can go to all the places of worship. You can go to Jerusalem. You can go to Kedarnath, Badrinath, all those Naths that you want to go. Please go. You want to go to Banaras? Please go. Nobody is going to stop you. Those are called pilgrimages. You please take them. Doesn't matter. But that is only through the path of devotion, not through anything else. If you think you are going to stand on your head in the Himalayas, there is something wrong with your head. Got it? So, that's a different path. So, let us come back to this. So, he says, there are only three yogas. Yoga means union with God. Yoga doesn't mean any other thing. Yoga doesn't mean buying some nice fancy mats and wearing some nice tight clothes which is going to pour out all your body is going to pour out from different places. No, that is not the way. And you are not supposed to be sitting in uh, some uh, blessed place, you know, facing some nice fancy things and nothing like that. That is not yoga. Yoga means union with God. And who is the God? Here we are talking about Sri Krishna himself. So union with Krishna, that is all that is there. The rest of the gods, they are called demigods. What are they called? They are called demigods. Hmm? So don't bother about them. It is not important. So we move to the next verse. So I hope you understood that there is no other path. This is the ultimate line. So we are doing Uddhav Gita chapter 15 verse 7 and 8. Of these the path of knowledge is for those who have got disgusted with work and have renounced it. For those who have not been disgusted with it and desire its fruit, there is a path of work. And for the man who somehow has got a veneration for tales about me and such other things and who is neither disgusted nor grossly attached to work, the path of devotion is successful. So he has given a distinction. Okay. So these three paths are there. What is the first path? The path of knowledge. Second path is the path of work. Third path is called the path of devotion. This is basic A, B, C, D. Alright, please. A, B, C only, no D. Alright, so there are only three categories. So he says, now I am going to describe who can be eligible for which one. So, there are many people in this world who get completely disgusted with work. They feel that work is tedious. They feel that this work making money and living in this world listening to everybody you have to listen to your boss to every other person in this world this is not a good thing I am a servant in the office and I am a servant at home also the person feels now when I say the person I am not just talking about a man I am talking about a woman also and in today's day and age the number, the quantity of women that are then, the number of women that are coming in spiritual is far Please remember this. So this goes for women as well. So I say person for that reason. 
Everybody is a person. A woman is also disgusted with the work. She says, I hate that boss of mine. I don't like him. Every day I have to go and listen to the crap that fellow gives me. And my colleagues are equally bad. They will talk nicely in front of me, but behind my back they want to murder me. They carry daggers. And what is this? You know, last time I got one increment, but my colleague got double than me. Why? She's boss's friend, no? Uh, that is why. If I pander to that idiot, no, I will also get. So do you get this point? So there are these kind of things happening in this world and I really don't like it. Why is there this kind of a discrimination in jobs? Because of my skin color. I don't look good. That is why I never get promoted. You know, I'm so outspoken. I don't like all this untruth business over here. Everybody tells lies. Nowadays in the pandemic also, hardly anybody is there on the call. They will shut off their windows, that is the, the cameras, and then they will disappear. And then suddenly you will hear the dog barking or the child crying or something like that. So as a woman, you know, I have to listen to these stupid bosses of mine. And then I come at home, I have to listen to my husband also and children also. You think I am their servant or what? I should get the groceries. That fellow just sits and does nothing. There is a there is a very strange thing which is happening in this world today. And what is happening is very, very unique. There is a French writer Okay, now what happened was she was a blogger and every day she will write a blog, something about her life. And she was going through this miserable life of hers in her office, in her life, personal life. When she went to the stores also, she had trouble. Okay. Credit cards and this and that. You know how many troubles that a woman has in this world? So this woman was facing so many issues. And on top of it all, every day they are talking, you know, that this one is bad and that one is bad. Only women are bad, you know, that is what they were talking about. They are talking about that princess. Now she has become a princess. She is no longer a princess, they say. Why? She is a woman, no? She wants to make money. Huh? She's married that prince in England. And because they, they don't care, so she had to go to USA. Even her husband, he also followed her. What is this? This whole problem is something which I don't like. So, I hate men. And she wrote this book called I Hate Men. <laughs> it is in French. It is called Moi Lyon. 
Jele detest. Mua means I. Leom means men. I don't go by the literal translation. I just detest men. Means I hate men. And she wrote it in fun. In, as a fun. And a minister in France says, this is discrimination. A woman is against a man. This is gender discrimination. See? We are going to constitute a case against her. She cannot write like this. I hate men. The moment he said these words, he was a small guy, some ministers from somewhere in France. That book became a super hit. Her name is Pauline Hamange. Pauline, P-A-U-L-I-N-E. H-A-R-M-A-N-G-E and her book became a super hit. Why? Because she's talking against men. Good. <laughs> it is like that. So when I said that person, you know, <laughs> spiritual, nowadays there are too many women in spiritual. So please remember this. That Pauline Arman just tried to just write something. A poor thing she has got into trouble. But she is not in trouble. I can tell you this much. People are not aware what is going to happen in the future. So I, I will. Uh, yeah, I can't do futurology over here. So let us not do that. Let me come to presentology. <laughs> so what happens over here? It's very strange. It's a strange phenomena. A woman has to go through complete this kind of a problem in her life. At office, at home, with her relatives. Her relatives, you know, when she goes to meet her relatives, she has got two, three children. Okay. Now I have, I have got away from that book. Okay. So don't, don't think I'm telling you about Pauline just now. I'm just telling you about a general woman. This woman... She tags along two, three children with her. And the husband is there. The husband. He is the one. Everybody. Hi dude. How are you? Even the father-in-law or the mother-in-law or the woman. Okay. They, they will not even look at her. And the poor thing is supposed to carry one child here, one child here and God knows. You know, she's supposed to take care of all those packets of food stuff. That idiot doesn't even bother about it. And he dictates rules and regulations. You have to talk to my mother this way. You have to talk to my father that way. My sister is going to come. You have to see to her like that. I am treated so badly. By my own husband. But he thinks it is his birthright. So I am disgusted with it. So, here is the woman. And now let us talk about a man. Um, there is a man. He says, you know what? I couldn't complete my MBA. That other fellow did his MBA. And he, what stupid institute he has gone and done from. But he gets double the salary than me. I give all the ideas and that fellow robs all my ideas. In my last meeting, you know what? I gave them such a fantastic scheme. And my boss presented it as his own. 
I want to get out that guy. <laughs> so this, this is the way things happen in the office. And now he's telling me you have to come to work. I don't care how you come. But there is coronavirus and yet he that fellow doesn't want to come. He is sitting in some other country but this guy he wants me to go to office. See, so many issues. They have not given me increment for the last four years. And they want me to work. I am a slave, you know. I can't take holiday. He goes on a seven days holiday someplace. So my boss is like that. My company doesn't care a damn. Till today I have never been recognized. They gave me one fancy certificate once. You are the biggest employee of this company. It's like toilet paper. Nobody cares a damn about that certificate of mine. So did you get it? Disgust. This disgust comes in a person. So as a man also and as a woman both get disgusted with what is happening in their life and then they turn towards spiritual. So for those who are disgusted with work and want to leave this world completely which means you can't carry your money, your cell phones, your credit cards, your debit cards, your cash. No, no cash anywhere. No, nothing, nothing. You have to become a sannyasi. Are you ready for that? Then for you there is a path. And that path is called the path of knowledge. How many of you are there in this who want to do that? So if you are disgusted from work, you can only follow one path. So next time don't come to Guruji. I am disgusted from my work. You know what my answer is going to you? First and foremost, give away all the money. Okay? Ah, I will open a Swiss bank account. You put it in that. <laughs> I don't want your stupid money. Okay? But <laughs> you have to give away your money. You have to give away your family, your job. First thing is you got to resign. Then, you have to give up your family. You can't say this is my father, mother, husband, wife, this, that. No, nobody is yours. Then you have to give up all these fancy clothes that you wear, no? All those branded ones that you have. You have to give them up. Okay? Huh. And wear these cheapest clothes. Cotton that too. You can't wear fancy sandals and slippers and all those things. No, no, no. Your slippers will be made of tires. You know tire? Old tires. Yes, your slippers will be made from old tires because nowadays wood is not available, tires are available, too much of rubber around. <laughs> so, yes, and what else? Well, that's it, no money. Cut your credit cards, give it away to the bank, otherwise the bank will come to the Himalayas where you are going, okay? You <laughs> first give away all those things, give away your cell phone. No cell phones, no connection with anybody. Now, go away. Get lost. Go away. Go to the jungles. Go and do the path of renunciation. You have to become a renunciate. That is the first thing that you got to do. How many of you are really ready for it? 
The answer is nobody. There are people who think that they are ready for it and then they go and join some ashram and then they will tell in the ashram, I want to become a sannyasi. Sir, if you want to become a sannyasi, why are you still carrying your cell phone with you? And who gives you the right to eat your food like that? Go beg from outside and eat. You are not supposed to eat the food from any ashrams. Oh, you are not supposed to be sleeping on bed also. It's like Riya Chakravarti, you are supposed to sleep on a mat. You know, M-A-T, not mattress, mat. Nothing below your head also. That is, no cushions. You are supposed to sleep on the floor. No fancy stuff will be given. Are you ready for it? Then you are ready for the path of renunciation, which is Sankhya Yoga. That is the first path. Now we come to the second one. You want to work, isn't it? Very good. You still want to be in the company. You still want to be tortured by your bosses. Why? You need the money. You need to live in this world. Now, <laughs> you still want to stay with your wife and your children and your husband and your father and your mother and your all your stupid relatives and your dog also. No, you have a cat. I'm sorry. Ugly looking cat that you have poops all over the town. Yes. Okay. You can stay. Criteria is you can only become a yogi provided. Provided. Open and close inverted commas. You should not be bothered about the end result. That means if your company doesn't pay you salary for the next two years, you are still supposed to work for the company. If your wife tells you go and sleep outside over there in the veranda, you are supposed to sleep over there. Alright. You are not supposed to be bothered about what food you are going to eat because whatever they serve is all that you are supposed to eat. You cannot have questions over there. No. You are not even supposed to be bothered about money matters. Your job is only to work. And not bother about how I work, where I get this from, what happens. Karma Yoga is a path of just doing your job. And not bothering about any results. The question that will arise in your mind is this. Guruji, how can I become a Karma Yogi? My boss is after my blood, you know. He is telling me you have to, you have to deliver results. I am result oriented. If I don't give result, they will not even keep me in the company. So that is the reason why I gave you a very simple answer. Did I not give you a simple answer? You please do your work 100% but don't bother about results. Okay. And the last line is you are not supposed to take salary. So just do the work don't bother about results and don't take money from them. You are supposed, you can work free for, for them. Which company will tell you not to work? You are not going to sign any document. You are not supposed to. You are just supposed to be there and do your work. That's it, period. Nothing else. You can't take salaries. No. No. 
you have to live with your wife but you can't say i want to have sex with you and you can't even say that because that is called end result so you will say marriage gives me the right what right karma yoga fellow doesn't bother about these kind of things is not supposed to there can be no demands from your side i want to eat this food today what no sir you can't do that karma yoga means only doing your job nothing beyond that so you cannot have anything and you cannot even pinpoint and say this is how i want to achieve my results no results no results no results got the answer the person might not be disgusted with work might be working properly but hmm, you should not be bothered about how you get to eat what you get to eat how you get your salary whether you get it or you don't get it you have to live with your family whether your family treats you badly nicely doesn't matter if they treat you badly you are supposed to be nice to them if your boss gives you a kick in your ass you are supposed to be good to him got it if your boss sends you one report you know saying that you have not done this job you are supposed to do double that amount of job you cannot falter in your work work karma yoga means working 24 bar 7 you cannot say you know oh today i couldn't get up no you are supposed to get up you are supposed to do your job you cannot come and tell anybody i am tired i am fed up these words only the first fellow was supposed to say okay that path is one that department is different you don't go to that department if you are tired and if you say that you are disgusted with work you are not for the karma yoga you go in that other line please there is a very big queue over there because nobody gets entry over there <laughs> very few people get entry on that path <laughs> so we have another one and now we come to the third one it is called veneration to me you have to listen to my tales you are supposed to do what i tell you to do you should not be attached to work also you should neither be disgusted because you are supposed to work you should not be bothered about anything i will give you whatever i feel like but only thing over here that you got to do you got to be in love with me devoted to me 24 bar 7 so you cannot be saying you know i am devoted to my wife or my children no way <laughs> bhakti mar is devoted to me only are you think i am some dictator ha huh? you are calling me a dictator you think i am some hitler or something like i should not be saying this word but you think i am some uh, gadafi or somebody like that or hitler ah eh, don't tell me that devotion is the love for me if you are in love with me you will not call me hitler got it if you are devoted to me single pointedly then other people will not enter your peripheral vision also so for the man who somehow has got veneration for tales about me and such other things who is neither disgusted with nor grossly attached to work the path of devotion is successful so only for those people and i think most of you fall in this last category nobody falls in the first one because you are nincompoops nobody wants to run away no 
you are afraid who is going to give food in the jungles over there so you are incapable of the first one so first one let us keep it outside the window you please go out second one not bothered about end results <laughs> you should be bothered about end results so only one path is open for you and that is called the path of devotion you are bothered about your results are you not bothered about your results of course are you working yes are you studying yes are you doing your job yes you have to be dedicated and devoted to your job which means everything you have to do you cannot tell me i cannot do this and i cannot do that devotion to the job is important the first two path saying i am disgusted with my life i cannot work then please become a sanyasi don't come don't even bother being in this world second path you have to be a karma yogi focused on end results not possible you cannot be focused on salary you cannot be focused on promotions you cannot be focused on anything you cannot be focused on you scratch my back i scratch your back no you cannot be bothered about anything you just got to work 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 like rihana work 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 third one you got to be in love with me krishna all right krishna says yeah i am the all in all everything is you for you i am the only one there is no father mother brother sister husband wife this one that one nobody is there in your life i am the only one you have to sing my songs only you have to be dedicated to me you have put my picture in front of you and just keep on praying to it and god god or krishna 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 you keep keep on saying that this is the third path <laughs> and in that you are allowed to work don't worry you are my servant only which company you want to work for okay you want to work for google facebook please go work for them give all your salary to me okay <laughs> see because you are working for me only over there isn't it so that is the way you please all your check you please hand it over to me <laughs> so the third path of devotion i am making a joke for you to understand the third path of devotion if you think it is easy it is not easy <laughs> it is as as bad as the first two but it is the sweetest path of all because it has got a very important word called love in it and when you love it is unconditional love there cannot be a love other than unconditional love it is not a you scratch my back i scratch your back love it is not a love or devotion wherein you want something without any wants or desires when you surrender to krishna then it is his job to take care of you you don't bother where things are going to come from what is going to happen so the path of devotion is the third one so we have come to the end of this verse which tells you the three paths through which you can attain liberation the first one is the sankhya yoga path the path of knowledge where you have to be disgusted with your job and the world you have to leave everything and you have to become a sanyasi not even carry one paisa with you no cell phones no money nothing 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 got it you just go away and just do path of knowledge number 1 number 2 
is called the path of karma yoga. You are supposed to be doing the work, not questioning anybody over there. Work, 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 work. And not a single day can you bother about results, which means you should not be bothered about getting salaries. You should not be bothered about how your wife is treating you. You should not be bothered about your children saying anything to you. Your job is only supposed to deliver, to do things and not bother about what people do and how they do. That is called Karma Yoga. You want to follow? This is my second path. And the third path is called the path of devotion. Where you are supposed to listen to me only 24 bar 7. Krishna's words have to be listened to 24 bar 7. You sing my songs. You pray for me. Dance for me. Sing for me. Do whatever you want for me only. But that doesn't mean you are not supposed to work. First thing is you go and work. But you are working for me. Okay. Your family is not your family. It's my family. You have to take care of my family. Your husband is not your husband or your wife is not your wife. They are my children. If somebody is good or bad, you are not supposed to be bothered about it. They are my people. You have to have the third D with you. And not bothered about anything. And that is called the third path of devotion. So we will stop over here. And then we will continue from verse 9 tomorrow. So take care. You have a great day today. And take care of yourself.